Hey, listener, this is Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two friends recap romance novels while digging deep, feeling everything, and loving the genre. In case you're not sure, this is Melody. It's just um, Melody with a sexy, sick voice. I hope you're liking that. On August 29th, patrons at the Friendship Boner tier and higher get to hang out with Sarah McLean. She's joining us for book club that Monday, the 29th. So get ready with all your hot takes on road trip romances, only having one pesky bed, and anything else, because Heartbreaker's coming out. Naima Simone and I are still having a blast recapping the one that got away, so you can also look forward to another exclusive episode of us talking neon portals and Anthony's perfect one-liners. What a treat. This week, my friend Liz from the Make Out Already podcast and future debut romance author is here to chat about Real by Kennedy Ryan with me. But seriously, go to Amazon.com and pre-order How That Makes You Feel by L. Diaz because that's Liz. Okay, but to the show. <laughs> Hello, Liz is here. Hello, I'm Liz from Make Out Already podcast. Yes, that's me. Hi, thanks for having me back. Oh my gosh, of course. You can come back anytime, literally anytime. we text all the time anyway so this in person is so much better in person this is becoming person to me it's become in person to most people and honestly like I kind of prefer it sometimes yeah because in the in person out there Uh uh-huh monkey pox there is so much happening out there in the physical world that I don't I'm don't enjoy I like it in here yeah no it's safe in here honestly I can get to more meetings from in here Mm -hmm. without the stupid commutes like I don't know there's something there's something to this lifestyle I mean I've gotten like so confident about my face like my Mm. face I'm just like good with it yeah below the collarbone I'm like does that exist Uh, I don't know I don't know that it does most of the time I know (laughs) I have no idea (laughs) oh my gosh Okay. So listener Liz has been amazing. And she just did like a free therapy session with me (laughs) and like, I needed it and I feel better now. And I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. You're welcome. I'm glad that I could be helpful. Yeah. Especially with this book. And oh boy. So listener here, listen. Sorry, I interrupted whatever you were saying. No, it was this. It's that this book is so good. This book is so good. It's, but, but like it, it verges into too good with where my whole emotional state is. Um, Like Kennedy, Ryan, how dare you be so lyrical and gorgeous with your prose and how dare you do such a good job with your fucking light metaphors and like just thank you 
but also how dare you, (laughs) ma'am? You're so amazing. (laughs) And this was a saga. Yeah. That went through decades of time. Yeah. Yeah. And it had multiple, like, multiple storylines, backstories, all the business. So the, the moral of the story listener is that this is going to be more of like, I don't know, like a traditional discussion podcast and yeah. not like the recap We're going to go book club style. Yeah. We are. Yeah. So I encourage you to read the book um, or listen to the audiobook. It is 17 hours long. However, 17 fucking hours long. The voice actors sing. Yes. That's amazing. Like they have, I think three different voice actors. So they yeah. have for Neva, for Canon, and then they have for Desi. For doing Desi Blue. Desi Blue's voice and singing. Yeah. And narrating so they, and singing. Part of the story is about this 1930s Black singer um, who had to deal with, you know, all of the fucking racism of the American South and then mm-hmm. does get to spend some time in Europe afterwards. But we get to hear her sing mm-hmm. and I was just like blown away every time this woman sang I got the big chills all over my body it was amazing um so anyway super super worth the read um there are some triggers one yeah. of those is chronic illness um that I can think of right now chronic illness and like you know um death talked about off the page um, there's a lot of, you know, in your face, 1930s style racism mm-hmm. that, um, sucks balls. Yeah. Uh, there's past infidelity, not in like a marriage, okay. but like the character had been cheated on. That's right. Um, that's true. Real quick. I was wrong. It's four people on the audiobook. Is so it? Ebony Flowers and Jacoby Diem. So those were the two main characters and then featuring Nicole Small. So I'm guessing that's Desi's narrating voice and Mm. vocal performance by April Mm. Christina. So this was a whole ass production. And it like, I bow down. It did exactly what the text required of it. And Mm -hmm. that was utter and complete excellence that everyone has to be reverent of. Like Mm it it was so gorgeous, the whole thing. Anyway, so yeah, definitely read the book because we're not going to go scene by scene, but we we will tell you the story. We can set it up. We can set it up. That's right. Does it start with Neva? Yes. So yes, because she was an understudy on Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. So she starts, um, it's like, it's a giant big day because for the first time, she gets to actually perform her understudy role mm-hmm. because the lady's like gone on vacation or something. I was hoping she got yeah. showgirled, but she didn't. It's fine. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's, that's bad, 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 bad. <laughs> so she's going to perform and it's incredible. And then there's this big time director in mm-hmm. town. Mostly documentaries. Oh God. He does all these documentaries and he Mm -hmm. was a breakout star when he was 21 because he made this documentary about his mother and she was like, she was older in age and she was like dying, but she was obsessed with um, photography and cameras and light and 
God. It, mm. She would photograph every sunset and she yeah. would say that a sunset was like a miracle that you could rely on. Yeah. Which Ugh. is amazing. Ugh. And we find out later that the heroine has watched this, like watched it earlier in her like you know, artistic life. Mm-hmm. And it gave her a bunch of inspiration as far as like making the most of every day and pouring your whole soul into your art. Mm-hmm. So anyway, now he's turning. So he, he had his documentaries. His name mm-hmm. is Canon because the camera. Yes. And, um, and then he had one feature film that he was the director of. He did slip and fall into the bed of the lead actress. Fell straight into her vagina. Golly gosh. There's all these tripping hazards. I know. I know. (laughs) And just the aim that he managed. You know what I mean? So then like he found out that she was a douche nozzle. Yeah. She was kind of catty and like Mm -hmm. not really like supporting other black actresses. Like she wanted to be like the girl. Right. And he overheard this phone call where she was just being a big old bitch. I mean, (laughs) where she was basically plotting the demise of another ingenue. And he was just like, oh, this is not for me. This whole Mm -hmm. deal, not for me. We lift everybody up over here in canon land. We're not doing that. So he broke it off. And then she threw a big old shit fit and told the studio that she would walk or they would fire canon. And so he did get very fired. He his did get fired and film. everyone knew it was because he'd screwed the actress. Yeah, because he had done some some digmatizing yeah. that did not work out for him. No. Anyway, so now he's on like, he's at the very, very beginning stages of what I, I think he considers right now is going to be like the most important feature film he could ever make in his whole career, yeah. no matter what. This is going to be his masterpiece. Yes. And it's about this very, very little known jazz singer from the 20s and 30s who lived in Alabama and like nobody knows about Mm-hmm. And everybody should know about like so many black artists from especially back in the day. And like, you know, everybody else would just appropriate their shit and then be yeah. like, oh, I'm sorry, you wanted royalties? Go fuck yourself. Yeah. And it's terrible. Um, so anyway, he found her, he found like a bunch of her journals. Is that what it was? Well, okay. So he first heard about her because he saw a sign like a little tribute to her. Yes. And then he researched her and I think he got in touch with the family. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, and that's how he got access to all this material to letters that she had sent that revealed that oh. her her friend when she was a young singer in Harlem, because mm-hmm. she moved to Harlem to try to like kick off some kind of career, had been her girlfriend and they'd had this mm. secret relationship. Yeah. And then- Later, she went off to perform with this guy and she gets a newspaper clipping. Yeah, from... they go to Europe. And like, yeah, there's they go this to Europe. scene where she's like saying goodbye to Tilda. And she's like, you're going to wait for me because like, this is worth it. And Tilda's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'll do my best. And then she does get that newspaper clipping that Tilda yeah. sent her. Tilda's kind of a jerk. And Tilda says like, I'm sorry, I had to. She yeah. pulls a 
freaking what's his face a burger she pulls yeah, a, a burger yes she pulled a burger she pulls You're a burger right. via the mail with a yeah. newspaper wedding announcement and she yeah. married some dude like listen and that i'm sure she had to right like i'm not i'm not judging or begrudging that i am however judging just the newspaper clipping with the two phrase fuck you at the yeah. end that's just written on it tilda She's especially when they've like written each other all these letters yeah. and i'm suddenly so angry I don't tell that, me everything no no <laughs> no that's it i i think that like i think that i just have some baggage around this yeah with like people who you know to yeah. be very verbose just being like that's mm. the breaks kids right mic drop <laughs> no, see you never yeah so oh, no. So anyway, sorry. <laughs> so we know early on that she's married to this dude named Cal, mm-hmm. who's like great and whatever. And Desi um, is. Yeah, Desi is. Yes. Mm-hmm. But for most of the book, I mean, her sections are very small and mm-hmm. it's it's told via script form, which is yeah. like so cool. If you read You Had Me at Ola yes, by Alexis I was just going to say that. It's like that. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Ooh, and I love this device. Yeah. So anyway, we find out that the, like the reason she and Cal finally connect emotionally and romantically is because she does get like text dumped by her girlfriend, Tilda. And, mm-hmm. you know. So whatever it's, and we get to see them, them like have their first kiss. And even though that section of the story was so small, mm-hmm. I feel like Kennedy Ryan does such a good job of, um, of like honoring them through the making of the movie as well. Mm-hmm. And so those like sort of first person snippets are so absolutely powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's something she, She's a goddamn wizard. Yeah. And through Neva, Neva feels like because of what she's trying to do with her career, she feels like she has to honor Desi's legacy because Desi, in so many ways, paved the way for her. Maybe not directly, maybe not like, oh, she won an Oscar or a Mm -hmm. Tony and therefore like, created all these opportunities but she she showed an example of someone following their passion and going as far as they could with it Mm -hmm. and until their passions changed and neva feels like she she gets to carry the torch she gets to be the next like runner in the relay well absolutely and then and also to to shed light on a person who should have gotten so much recognition and accolades and you know let people know that she existed at all yeah and then the author's note kennedy ryan talks about a lot of the other of of a lot of the real life black women yeah who inspired desi's character who went through everything that desi went through and Mm -hmm. i think the blackface scene mm-hmm. specific oh yeah no on story graph it says that it happened in billy holiday yeah where like yeah. she was too light-skinned of a black woman and they thought well we can't have someone who looks like a white woman with all the lights on 
on stage with a bunch of black in men a black because club. people will, will lose their minds. Yeah. So we've got to make you look darker. So so they made her put on grease paint. Yeah. So that was really distressing. And that was the first scene that we saw Neva really like go so deeply into the character yeah. that she had kind of a breakdown after. Yeah. And Cannon had to comfort her because she they weren't together at that point. And yeah. she had she was like, I'm sorry, I can do it better. And he's like, You cannot do it better. Yeah. Because it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was like, he told her that one of the reasons, because he sort of picks her out of obscurity after mm-hmm. seeing her perform once on Broadway. Um, and he gets a lot of flack for it. The the agent or agency, the production company mm-hmm. does not want her attached to the film at all because she's she's a complete unknown. Yeah. And he was like, this is, this is why I wanted you to be the person who plays Desi because she just, she lost herself in it. Mm -hmm. And like, it was so, it was so great because on one level, like watching, watching the way that she experienced that racism by going through the scene, like experienced it in her body, Mm -hmm. um, and then having Canon understand that because yeah. he says that you absolutely cannot do it any better. However, like you shouldn't be traumatized by the movie we're making. And yeah. so just to let you know, I am hiring a therapist for everyone on the film because we should process these feelings as they come up so that they don't do any like long lasting damage. Yeah. And I was just like, oh no, this man is so hot. Oh yeah, boy, caring about that mental health. At some point <laughs> in the book, someone says about him after he leaves the room, like that's a man. That's a man. That's a man. I mean- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So to back up on Canon yeah. and Neva's whole deal. Their whole deal. Oh boy. She does her one performance on Broadway and a dude she knows, um, Monk, he's called Monk because Mm -hmm. he is obsessed with Thelonious Monk. He's the one who brings Canon to this show and they like go to dinner afterwards and Canon like is on his phone the whole time. He does not give anybody the fucking time of day. And one lady's really trying and Neva's just like, whatever, man. Meanwhile, but, she like cannot take her eyes off. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she cannot. The man <laughs> and the way that she talks about him, like filling up the table, like not just with his shoulders, but his presence, mm-hmm. is so much. Oh my god! So then, at the end of the um, dinner, they like connect a little bit, and she she kind of does a a snuckle. A snorkel <laughs> because she's watching this lady try really, really hard to like get and keep his attention. And just mm-hmm. his face is just not having it. And so she does that snuckle and he's like, Hey, what's going on over there? What are you, what are you laughing about? <laughs> what are you snuckling about? Yeah. And she's like, she's like, Ooh, your face. Like somebody cannot <laughs> read the room. <laughs> so cute. And then he's talking to Monk afterwards and he's like, I found Desi Blue. 
-hmm. Like I'm, I'm going to hire that lady if, you know, she wants the job and who wouldn't as an actor who like wants to make it in the world. Yeah. And she, she knows who the hell he is immediately. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And Monk is so funny because he's like, what you didn't, you didn't pay any attention to her whatsoever. Like what the fuck, man, this is coming out of nowhere. And he's like, I don't want her to like, know. Yeah, that I'm so impressed with. Because then she'll start auditioning like on the spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah! Oh my god. So anyway, he like calls her at some point, and she's in her studio apartment that she shares with her best friend, who's also like a makeup artist and hairdresser. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Do you want this part? I would like to give it to you. Come do a screen test, and like come do all these things. We watch him." fight with the production company and like particularly one asshole that I'm hoping gets super dumped in later. Oh, books. I think he's going to. Right. Right. I really, really think that he's, he's get, he has a divorce in his future. Oh my God. His name is like, his name is like Stone Lawson or something. Yeah. And he's married to this like incredible um, seamstress mm-hmm. and costume designer her name is Lynn and Cannon's best friend slash production partner is pretty much immediately obsessed with her and doesn't hide it super well. <laughs> yeah, he's basically like, Cannon has to tell him like, you look like you're about to start humping the furniture and we're yeah. in this man's house. Stop. You're, yeah, you're like, <laughs> Bring you're it about down. to have a meeting with her husband. Like, put it away, bud. And, and he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. But then later on, as the friend is helping Cannon dress down this guy because he's being insensitive and awful, um, he's like, and also your wife is amazing and you don't deserve her. And Cannon's like, oh, okay. That's a, that's a little more intense than a little below the belt. I didn't hate it though. (laughs) 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 I love it. Yeah, I want them to get together in some some book yeah. later on. Maybe book two. Who knows? Oh, Who knows? This book just came out in 2021. So yeah. I don't know what what the schedule is. Yeah. Yeah. And oh my God, this cover is just as lush and beautiful yeah. as the prose. Like it it's very much nuts. is the like Okay, so I've talked about this with the cartoon covers. Mm. My thesis is that books are so marketed by trope now because illustrated covers so rarely give readers the amount of information that they need to assess the tone and the vibe of a book. And it's like, it's not that these covers aren't cute and some of them are like absolutely gorgeous. Oh yeah. I love the painterly style ones that we're seeing more of, but it just makes every book look like it's a rom-com and not Mm -hmm. every romance is a rom-com. Yeah. So like, I know that people like get annoyed at the list of tropes used to market books, but like, it's, it's nice to know what the hell is in the book. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, this one is just so like grounded and you can see it's nod to the history right yeah. on the cover. Like it's, ugh, it is disgustingly good. It's honestly. very good. Yeah. Okay. So 
they have like a big attraction to each other. Mm -hmm. And as they're filming and stuff, we see these, these different points in which their attraction like sort of starts to bubble over and neither of them know what to do with themselves. Mm -hmm. One time it's on this rooftop bar and she's basically like, oh my God, abort mission. I got to go before I just like, you know, leave a snail trail out the door. Yeah. Oh boy. And later on, what? Oh, what's the one? Does she get like a little emotional in front of him? Oh, is it, oh so when they're looking at that scene. things. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, go ahead. Okay, there was, so the first scene where they kind of connected and you could feel like the sexual tension between them was when they were looking through Desi's belongings and they found out this story that they didn't know about mm -hmm. her having been bisexual and in a relationship with a woman and then like yeah. talking about like you know is the family going to want to include that which mm -hmm. they did um and then they had the connection over the scene with the grease paint oh god and yeah. then the snail trail rooftop bar mm -hmm. thing and i think i can't remember when it was that it happened but like canon's whole thing is like i've already like done the actress thing and i don't want people to think like that's what i do that i just screw my actresses yeah because like, that would be bad i'm a professional i can't like that happened one time right and it was like bad news bears and yeah. i god yeah like i don't, don't want to be, be like, that guy in the industry ever for like yeah right for, like my one slip up yeah like he he wishes he'd saved his one slip up for neva basically oh boy. yeah um and also he doesn't want to mess up her career and right. start because out with she's like brand like, new. Oh, she, yeah, she got this because she was screwing the director and he wants right. to put his girlfriend in the movie and he right. wants people to see that she's talented. Um, Neva should care more about that. She should. She gives no fucks. She gives no fucks because one, she trusts in her talent. Yep. And that she is deserving of the role and mm -hmm. that people on set can see how hard she works. Mm -hmm. And two, she wants that dick. Boy, I mean, from page one, like she wants that dick. My favorite She's thing. She's like, I'm a grown woman. Yes. There's dick I want. Yes. And dick wants me. Yes. This is a mutual attraction, everyone. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Yeah, one of my favorite things about that first dinner scene is that she's like, oh my God, this man. And then he proceeds to be an absolute asshat throughout dinner. And she's like, God, I hate that he's got such a terrible personality because that body is just yikes. Um, and so she like hates herself for being so attracted to him and la la la. And then he makes it so much harder as he starts showing her his talent and his um his dedication. Yeah, and you gravitas. know God and yet his dawn, <laughs> the way he loves his craft. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Oh boy. Hey HBs, I started an Etsy store. Did you know? Right now, it's full of all the St. Vincent items you need because St. Vincent is thoughtful and cozy all year round. We've got a book sleeve to keep your books, planners, e-readers, or really anything else safe when you're on the go. The inside is fuzzy, 
and they feel so incredibly lush in your hands. I went round and round with the manufacturers to make sure I had just the right thickness. Those feature Art of St. Vincent and Evie during their carriage adventure that was painted by the amazing Mayara Faraz on one side, and then I created a St. Vincent would always wreath on the other side that has a bunch of little Easter egg items in it. There's a St. Vincent would always warm brick enamel pin. It's like, you know, if you know, you know. I designed a special edition marriage of convenience candle that is specific to Devil in Winter with the help of HB Jen at Post Pouring Company. It combines dark amber for St. Vincent and rosewood for Evie. And it smells so delicious. It's hard to even wrap my brain around. So if you want to treat yourself, or be the St. Vincent you want to see in the world by getting a care package for a friend, check out our Etsy store. The link is in the show notes. Okay, so wait, real quick. The other thing about Neva is that she found out two, oh God, two giant glaring things about Neva that we haven't yeah, said out loud. They're real important. Yikes. Actually, one is the prologue. Whoopsie doodle, listener. Um, one is the prologue and it's 18 year old Neva coming home. And like, she wants to be an actress, but she is engaged to her high school sweetheart and she's considering. Yeah, don't do that. Um, like, just just wait. There's no, what's the harm? Is all. I people still happily married to their high school sweethearts. That's cool. You don't have to do it right out of high school, though. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's because that's At it. all. Not whatsoever. You Your don't have to make it legally binding. No. Yeah. Be like, you know what? Just like take that ring back, pocket the money, put it in an interest generating savings yes. account. Oh, so sexy. that when we're a little older, you can get me a better one and put a down payment on a house. That's right. Frame that ring in a little shadow box and put it up on your wall with the rest of your goals. Yeah. Uh, and but maybe maybe put a down payment on a house before yeah. you do like a ring or a wedding. Listen, I don't know. Who, like, that's just that's just my advice. Yeah. To yeah. you young listener. Yes. 18-year-old listener. Yeah. There's no rush. What, there's no rush. Is all we're saying. And if anybody is rushing you, it's a bad sign. Yeah, because Neva's got this scholarship letter from Rutgers burning a hole Rutgers in her drama. Yeah. She could go to a really good drama school, but she's like, well, maybe I should just like stay here and get married and have some kids and teach fucking drama in high school, which totally valid, but is not yeah. what she wants but to do. But it's not for Neva, not for Neva. She's mm -hmm. got bigger shit on the horizon. Um, she is saved from all that though. Mm -hmm. Um, because she comes home and her older sister, her, like the person she's closest to mm -hmm. in the world, Terry, her best friend, mm -hmm. her everything. They've especially been close since her dad has died. Yes. Yes. Ugh. So it's and, just the three, three women in the yes. home. Yeah. And so she walks into the living room and Terry and Bartholomew, what's his name? I have no Brandon? idea what his name is. Brandon, there we I was gonna be. Um 
Brandon, <laughs> they're like sitting way too close to each other on the couch, but Neva doesn't even notice that because she's just like, oh, my family, like I love both of you and two of my favorite people are in the same room. Mm-hmm. And then she finds out that Terry is pregnant with, with a baby made of Brandon's sperm. Yeah. So here's the thing about Brandon. Mm. Brandon is just a a Chad with a B. And you know what Chad with a B is? Bad. 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 Yeah. How you would pronounce that name. Yeah. So. Because his whole deal, this fucking Chad with a B. Oh my God. I'm obsessed with that. His whole thing is that. The only reason he fucked her sister is because she's not ready to have sex yet. Which she does eventually have sex with him. Then she starts having sex with him and he still continues to fuck her sister. And like that's still, he does the mental gymnastics to like try to keep it there. Cause like her sister very much was like, oh, Neva told me that she's not ready to have sex with him. So like, I'm going to, throw my little pussy at him whole body just ba 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 da da boom like, oh my god dances up to him is like hey yeah they're mutually terrible in this case yeah oh my it's god, you're bad. right it's they do look alike yeah they do yeah so anyway that's why she left home that's one yeah. thing that's one foundational thing about neva because we also get to see some family redemption in this mm-hmm. book anyway so and then the other thing is that she has um a type of lupus yeah she has discoid lupus discoid lupus yes yeah. instead of systemic lupus and so discoid lupus mostly attacks the skin and the hair and like can be managed and is not life-threatening um systemic lupus is life-threatening the other reason that i had a bit of a hard time with this book is that one of my favorite people in the whole wide world in college had lupus Mm -hmm. and um she did not live long enough as a result so it was a bit it was a bit tough it was a bit of a memory lane situation for me so sorry i I mean it's it's not my grief is nothing to her families you know what i mean but but she was like just like neva she was such a light and uh anyway so that was that was rough um okay so those are two things about neva and Oh, and she's also just like a great friend. Okay. Mm-hmm. She gets this big job on this big movie and her best friend is, you know, trying really hard to be happy for her, but is also mm-hmm. like really sad because she's moving out of their apartment and she's just going like, oh from New God, York to LA. Yeah. You're going to be amazing. Bye. And she gets her a job. She's like, if I take this role, I have to have my own stylist i have to have my own hair person that is the only thing she put in her contract that's the one yes and she tries to be like well it's because you know how to handle my hair with the with the discoid lupus like you know about Mm -hmm. all that and that's like a sliver of the reason neva yeah it's a sliver of the reason 
it is hard when you have any kind of texture to your hair yeah when you have ethnic hair to find mm-hmm. someone who knows how to handle it so like i get her attachment to her hairstylist very much like i cur- i don't have a fucking hairstylist because my hairstylist became a motivational speaker oh and boy. she's doing really well for herself Good for her but, like i have not been able to find anyone else so i just like do my own shit yeah yeah no absolutely that's definitely part of it um But, you know, watching the rest of her interactions, it's so much about making sure that she's, she's bringing as many people up with her as she can. Like that. She makes every person she talks to feel like they are the most special person in the world. And she's only paying attention to them. Mm -hmm. And it's completely sincere. Like she's not just like doing a manipulation bit. She like just genuinely makes brings out the absolute best in people yeah yeah so um we get to watch her learn how to do the lindy hop which is very hard to do it is an aerobic workout that will kick your ass (laughs) oh and then thanksgiving happens and everybody's like cannon come over to my house for thanksgiving and he's like, I just want to be on my own. I'm a grumpy bear who wants mm-hmm. solitude. I'm just going to drink McAllen and have a steak dinner. Yeah. Um, and she's like, I've been on sensory overload for the past few months. And like, I'm really excited to just, you know, have my, my best friends going to her house. And I'm just mm-hmm. going to read my lines and be quiet. And it's really mm-hmm. exciting. But one of Cannon's best friends who also works on the movie mm-hmm. um, does accidentally probably reserve them tables next to each other at like the best Thanksgiving dinner restaurant and like most, the romantic, most romantic. Yeah. Restaurant yeah. in LA. Jill, I see you. Yeah. Um, you're a neon sign. Everybody <laughs> can see you. Um, but what are they going to do? Are they going to sit? like at like are they gonna sit five feet away from each other yeah and not have dinner together you know how could they like that's just that's weird that's weirdness Mm -hmm. so canon invites her to sit down at the table Mm -hmm. and i just need you to know that as i was reading this scene via audiobook this scene Mm -hmm. into a lot of the rest of the scene that Mm -hmm. happens you know the subsequent ish that goes down I was at the park with my kids I was roller skating I've started roller skating everyone okay it's a whole journey so I was trying not to pandemic bingo card oh my seriously (laughs) right like I'm such a fucking cliche you know what we all had our thing it's true it wasn't resin art there, you know, I, yeah, I've heard that's a little bit expensive. Can't and do that. <laughs> dangerous. Oh yeah, and dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hitting my ass on roller skates is not yeah. dangerous. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, no, you're right. <laughs> I was trying not to hit sticks in the middle of the blacktop while my kids got way too close to me because they were so excited about the roller skates and they didn't understand that I would actually murder them. If my body <laughs> hit them with that kind of momentum. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Anyway, so that so it's a weird association in my mind now that I talk about this big romance. Mm-hmm. Anyway, 
So, okay. So they're sitting at the table eating Thanksgiving dinner and they like get to know each other way better. Mm-hmm. And then it is just, it is dessert time. Yeah. Neva puts the moves on him. Mm-hmm. I respect it hard. Yeah. It's great. She's like, I made an apple cobbler and that's what I'm going to have when I get home. And he's yeah. like, oh, apple cobbler is my favorite. As in, I'm sure he's like looking yeah. off into the distance or whatever. And she's like, you can have some of my yeah. apple cobbler. I would love to give you a slice of my apple cobbler. I'll warm it up for you. She may as well be telling him that she's <laughs> going to pour some sugar on him and to come eat her <laughs> cherry pie. Like it's <laughs> for serious. Um, Wow. And he's like, there's like a beat. And then he's like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, great idea. Great idea. And then like, they go to her house and like, I think they might eat the apple cobbler. I'm not really sure about it. I think they do. I think they, I'm they start not eating sure it. if they start eating it like before the before she straddles after him? the interrupted sex i'm pretty they sure they don't eat... consummate the relationship no then. because he gets a very fateful call from evan mm-hmm. his production partner no but i fucking love neva because she's just like mm-hmm. here's my apple cobbler i'm eating it mm-hmm. and then she like takes their plates to the sink or something and then she just comes over and she straddles him and puts her boobs in his face and she's very <laughs> just like i am into this and yeah. don't don't infantilize me. I get to make my own choices as long mm-hmm. as you're cool with it too. Yeah. <gasps> it's a She's big, sexy sex. Perfect. Very, very sexy. Yes. And then um, he's like, oh, gotta go. I'm, I've been fatefully interrupted. And then I think he says like, this is like a choice we're definitely gonna make or something mm-hmm. like that. But I need you to be very sure because I'm perfectly fine with waiting until after production is completely wrapped. And that's yeah. like months. So then he finds a loophole. He, yes. He finds a loophole. Jill in his finds the loophole for him. Oh, Jill. Good old Jill, man. I love Jill. Yeah. Jill's already happily married, right? Yeah. She's good. Um, yeah. Okay. No book for Jill, but like more Jill. Listen, I can look at books. a married romance, you know? Yeah. Like it doesn't I, even have to be second chance. You can just give me, I don't know, a newsletter um, magnet that's like yeah. Jill boning down with her husband that yeah. she's known since high school. Psh. What? I'm not going to throw stones at it, you know? So he's like after jill points out like well we do have that christmas break you were not filming on christmas break yeah he's like okay what are you doing for christmas she's like i'm going home to see my terrible family oh my god And he's like okay what about new year's (gasps) do you want to go and stay in a vacation home with me and have sex all I over mean, Santa Monica. All over <laughs> Santa Barbara. But Santa yes. Barbara, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Whole different Down vibe. on Santa Monica where drinks are for kids. It's just like rolling in my head. There we go. God. Yeah. Yeah. We're going for, for more of a posh. Um, okay. You know, uh, what's that called? Infinity pool kind of a yes. situation. So she's this like. This is how. This is how. You should want to be wooed 
you should want to be with like with a guy saying like hey i really want to bone you so i'm going to take you on a fancy getaway with an infinity pool yeah and like I, I mean and like more I think more than just the highbrow accommodations right because like that's really nice yes it is it's like the effort you know mm-hmm. like he planned this whole thing he picked the destination he like he he created this vacation for her yeah all in the name of wooing and that's hot it doesn't have to be I four love- seasons no, it doesn't, but it just needs to be effort. What's appealing is the simp behavior. Mm-hmm. That's what's appealing. Mm-hmm. You, and you you can be a simp on a budget. I'm not I'm Absolutely. not I'm not being I'm not being like a not being like hoity about it. I'm not being hoity about it. Yeah. But like for his level that's how he would show his simpness that's right so he did it and he does it yeah (laughs) and they do it listener do i'll tell you that it (laughs) (laughs) they do it and it is very good yowza yowza he does not know about her lupus because she has not told anyone on the production. She passed mm-hmm. the physical for the insurance. Mm-hmm. And she legally did- does not have to disclose it because of the type of lupus it is. Yeah. She does disclose her her hair and skin condition. Mm-hmm. She just doesn't say that it's specifically diastolic, diatonastic. I had it. Dia- um dis. Discoid. 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 Thank you. God, no, thank you. Discoid lupus. Yeah. Um, and so she's done, ev- she's crossed her eyes and dotted her T's. Mm-hmm. No. No. It she didn't do that. other way around. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> dotted those T's and cr- fuck no. <laughs> she's crossed the T's and dotted the eyes that's the one see liz is literate and that is helpful when you're on a book podcast (laughs) oh my god yeah so so yeah that's uh and then they get caught by the worst person they could get caught by yes it was worse that they got caught by his ex's publicist than if they'd been caught by the ex because then maybe she could have had like her visceral reaction and thrown her little privately shit right then yes. privately instead of then because she heard it from her publicist mm-hmm. going on a podcast and being like i guess canon just like screws all his actresses and i wasn't even allowed to audition for this movie because of canon hating me wow yikes <laughs> yikes camille this is the type of behavior that he dumped you for. You know what like, I mean? This is exactly what yeah. I was talking about. Yeah. Right here. You're Proof messy. Concept. You're messy and you're spiteful. Stop, messy. Stop yeah. it. Anyway, so yeah, that also happens. And that's how the yeah. world and the crew and everybody find out about their relationship because they were doing yeah. a fairly good job um, keeping it under wraps mm-hmm. even though kennedy ryan does manage to give us 
very hot, like rooftop sex scenes during the secretive time. Like the way that they she would handles. have been caught. They would have been caught. Like I know. Kevin, like shuts down a whole restaurant. Like yeah. before, like two hours before they open, he's like, "Okay, I'm just gonna like take this whole restaurant, be on the rooftop, and like also like we're going to full on." have penetrative sex on this roof where's the staff where is the staff someone's got to be like bussing that table like if it's downtown there are there are skyscrapers in downtown la like listen i'm i'm trusting canon and his judgment although i do think it's a little bit suspect canon you really gotta you gotta look a little like squint a little before mm-hmm. you start making these decisions because let's review he took her hundreds of miles away and then couldn't bear to spend new year's fucking in their airbnb and so that's why they get caught he's like no i want to take you out even though yeah. i do know this is a hollywood vacation spot canon they put on the avengers ball cap disguise oh my they God. do like a steve rogers they in Winter the Soldier, thing. they're like, baseball cap. No one's going to recognize this very uh, famous person. No, of course not. Oh, man, you know that Cannon's butt is better than America's butt. Uh, it has to be, right? I feel like it has to be. Yes, but Chris does. I mean, I'm not throwing shade. shade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that in my mind, like canon even surpasses yeah. America's butt. Yeah. And that's a feat. Yes. That's all. Anyway. No, eyes. no, I get that. I mm-hmm. she doesn't really talk about his butt the way she talks about other things, but like yeah. he's he's got he's, he's got, got it. Grabable. Yeah. No, yeah. She does. There's that there's she that blowjob scene where as he's like coming down her throat, she's got her <laughs> nails into his butt cheeks in like a possessive manner that I respected. <sighs> anyway, you so- you heard that TikTok sound. That's no. like, what'd you do now here with all this ass? <laughs> cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon, hella ass. And apparently the original clip is about some guy talking about another guy who had, he'd seen and he'd been like, it was someone he knew, but like he saw the ass and was like, uh-huh. oh, that's a good ass. And then realized it was <laughs> this guy he knew and was like, what are you doing out here with all this ass? <laughs> it might have been like on a Dateline kind of show. Like he was telling no. the, the story. I need to look into this because Incredible. I saw it. But even the original clip lacks the context because it's TikTok. Oh my gosh. But like, um, yeah. Michael right now is having a lot of fun with coded language in front mm. of our children. Oh, um, and so boy, has my three-year-old started walking around and saying that's a juicy peach. Michael. (laughs) 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 Oh, you're gonna get some calls from the spirit. (laughs) You're up. I know. Oh boy. Anyway, <laughs> I keep on being like, I know. <laughs> oh, hey, HBs. I don't know if you've heard, but we have a Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you get over 150 bonus episodes. 
most of which include Aaron, videos of regular episodes, author hangouts, and so much more. Do you want to hear Aaron and I recap every single episode of Crash Landing on you? What about a little film called Psycho Stripper? Do you want more recaps of ridiculous Thanksgiving and other holiday books and movies? And how do you feel about Naima Simone and I recapping amazing reality TV? All of that and more is on the Patreon. There's so much content at your fingertips as soon as you sign up. Seriously, hours and hours. Anyway, it's patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast if you want to check it out. And of course, that link is in the show notes. Keep being a badass. Okay, so they get exposed. Yeah. And Canon does not consult with her before doing this. Mm. And I feel like Neva should have been a little bit more ticked off about this because he comes out on set and she's realizing like what's happened. Everyone on set, all the people she's baked cookies for, I mind know. you, they Neva. start side-eyeing her. A little bit. And being kind of catty. And then he comes out and he's like, Neva, you want to ride home? And then just grabs her hand. Like, we're not going to make this a thing, an announcement, a discussion. Like, okay, so we're exposed. We don't have anything to be ashamed of. So no. we're not going to hide it. Yeah. We're not going to hide it. We're not going to act shady about it because it's not shady. It's, it's not. just a thing that's happening. We are dating because we are two adults who are very hot for each other. And we yes. see each other's souls. And that's, they you know, do. the important part. So now they have to like do more filming. They have to go on location. Mm-hmm. I they feel have like to build the have. French Riviera pretty much. Yeah. And they're switching to film, which is a whole ordeal. I mean, because digital. Canon is the most. Yes. He is an <clears throat> auteur. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Liz, get it. Yep. Uh, yeah, Cannon's like, no, we're going to shoot the this stuff on film because that's mm-hmm. how they did it in the olden days. And it needs yeah. to look totally like why? D- never mind. I'm sure there was an explanation for it that I just can't grasp because I am not an auteur. Yeah. <laughs> he, he pulled a Sam Levinson and is like, Kodak, you're going to restart your factory so that Honestly. I can shoot these teenagers shooting up heroin and really pretty ways on like real to real bullshit (laughs) jesus so they they do this whole thing she is in a cottage and um you know the people who are like i think they call them like below the line staff or whatever you know like okay above the line crew like the people who you have to like expand on imdb oh yeah see the rest of them all those people are at the hotel yeah she's got a cottage and it's very Mm -hmm. nice um he they're really cute because she doesn't see him for a little while and she's like i just i really miss him and it feels silly but that's okay and then they he comes back to okay sorry first of all (laughs) he gets his buffet dinner because the whole crew is eating on the beach Mm -hmm. and he just casually the director of the film walks up to her table and is like hey can you scoot over a little bit? And the poor like PA or whoever is sitting there is just like, <laughs> oh my God, yes. Ah! 
and scoots over so that he can like snuggle with his girlfriend very casually mm-hmm. at dinner and it was hot it was very hot because canon's whole thing is he's incredibly intimidating mm. because he demands like if you're late to my set you might as well not show up yeah yeah i i expect the best of you mm-hmm. i am not easy to work with but he cares a lot about mm-hmm. everyone's well-being and is not like a harassing kind of director he's very professional but he's exacting yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. One of my favorite podcasts um, recently is called Behind the Bastards. Mm -hmm. And it's like incredibly well-researched and a bunch of comedians join, I think his name is Robert Evans. And Robert Evans basically tells them the story of like history's worst fuckers. (laughs) And one of my favorite, I think the first one that I listened to was all about um, these, these Hollywood directors who did the Twilight Zone movie. Mm-hmm. And the theme of the episode was like, was like the the danger of um, gosh, now I can't remember what it's called, but like in our tour, you know, mm-hmm. like the the all-knowing, you know, suffer for your art kind yeah. of director. And all of the people that have been injured and, you know, killed and everything on these sets, because the directors are like, no, but my art, it must be more accurate and like mm-hmm. more real. Make the explosions bigger. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, it's really interesting because Canon has all of the qualities of those directors mm-hmm. as far as being exacting. And like expecting and not accepting anything but the best from every single person on his set. But he doesn't have the toxic qualities of like, you will suffer. I don't care if you leave with Mm -hmm. a back injury for the rest of your life. I expect the best of you, but I am going to get you a therapist and I'm going to try to do French hours and I will have a daycare on set. And like, I'm trying to make all of these accommodations to make the crew as happy as possible mm-hmm. and i i love that she included that detail because it really did make his like dickish behavior so so much more palatable like yeah. i never felt like he was a bad dude yeah he what he never came off like a bad dude or a bad boss Mm-mm. um so i appreciated that he does have to um chastise her wait wait we can't get to that first because we can't get to that we have to go to the cottage before yes because after dinner he takes her to the cottage and they like just attack each other as soon Mm -hmm. as they're in the in the cottage and they talk about the last time they've been tested and who they've Mm -hmm. been with since then and he's like are you saying that we don't need a condom and she's like, I mean, if you're okay with it, I'm okay you with it. You can hit it. Rah! Oh my God. Okay. I don't know what it is, um, but um, raw and raw dog are two phrases that just like give me the squickles I all over my body. I say that so much because I, I think know. it's hilarious. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I say it all the time. When I talk about <gasps> antidepressants, I say, wow, people are really out here just like raw dogging life. <laughs> you're out without a phone case. You're That's hilarious. Raw dog life. I'm not going to go out with a, without a mask and raw dog the air. <laughs> 
it's like my favorite thing to say. Okay, honestly, in those contexts, that's that's objectively funny, and I'm fine with it. It's the sincere, like, are you're letting me do it raw? That I'm just like, oh, never mind. Get it? Like, you're like on. a piece of meat. Yeah. Like, Get cover it. your whole body in the condom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I revoke consent. Ah. Anyway, oh God, a full latex suit. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so they have sex without a condom, and it's the yeah. first time he's ever done that. And there's this like really beautiful moment where she's like, oh my God, like he got famous when he was 21 and he's had to approach every, every interaction romantic or not with caution. And like, Mm -hmm. this is a huge amount of trust he's putting in right now. And it's just like beautiful and transcendent for both of them oh my god it's so and it's so well written yeah. kennedy how dare you so obviously something bad's gonna happen next. yeah 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 and the bad thing that happens is that she has been working herself into a lupus flare-up yeah yeah and, and i mean she's been doing everything she can you know yeah she's been as smart about it as she possibly can but there's only yeah. so much you can do. She, she's never she's never worked these hours or done this much cardio or been under the stress of being the lead in a big Hollywood movie. Absolutely. Or having a secret relationship. Also that. Yeah. yeah. So or like lot. navigating Christmas with her fucking sister there because that also happens, listener. Anyway. That also happens. We'll yeah. get into the sister later because I got... I got to talk my shit about Ooh, that. Liz has things to say. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, so like they have some kind of power outage or something, technical mm. difficulties, and she goes back to take a nap and ends up falling into a death nap because, yeah, yeah she said that this has never happened to me before. So she is fully in hair and makeup. Yeah. wearing her costume under her bathrobe mm-hmm. but she just passed out so canon has to go and find her he and track he her down know. oh my god there's nothing more embarrassing oh my god yeah. i was dying i was dying yeah oh she boy. and and she was so embarrassed because like this is so unprofessional and she doesn't yeah. want to then be like oh well i'm actually very sick yeah because she hasn't told him this yet right and like she has some labs that are supposed to come back and you know like there there are things medically that have been happening that mm-hmm. she hasn't felt the need to disclose yet yeah and yeah so he comes back and he's just like what the, what the hell are you doing like get on set this is you know about being late or whatever and yeah and she and then so then she realizes that he's grappling with this i can't show favoritism yeah but i also shouldn't swing all the way in the other direction and be harder on neva because mm-hmm. i don't want other people to think that i'm showing favoritism mm-hmm. you know yeah so anyway it's rough and she is just like she's just killing herself to try and make all of these scenes happen so she ends up fainting on set and like can't make words and it's not great so he like she throws up on a dress that lynn like hand sequined 
for her. And it's like the most beautiful thing she's ever seen in her life. And she's yeah. just like, please, you have to get me out of this dress. Like you, I cannot take this dress to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So he changes her and then he's carrying her through the set to get her to his car and get to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And this is sort of double-edged for him as well because he spent so much time in different medical environments when his mom was on the downslide. Yeah. And yeah, so she had MS, but then she ended up dying of bacterial pneumonia, Mm. which is, I mean, it's like, it's basically just a side effect of MS because she wasn't, her immune system wasn't strong enough to fight the pneumonia off. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's having a really hard time because this is triggering a bunch of memories for him. And then they find out that it's not the okay, manage it kind of lupus. They're pretty sure that she has undiagnosed systemic lupus. Yeah. And that's obviously devastating Mm -hmm. because her aunt died of systemic lupus forever ago. Her paternal aunt. Yeah. So she's she's always like couched it in like I don't have the really bad lupus. Right. And when right. she tells her mom the diagnosis, she's like, it's not, it's not what my aunt had. It's yep. different. Yeah. We and can all not heave different. a big sigh of relief because yeah. I don't have that kind of lupus. And, and she now she's finally disclosed to Evan, who then oh, told God. Canon that was yeah. a whole thing too. Big trouble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that that she had discoid lupus mm-hmm. and now like he just found out that she had this condition but it's not the life-threatening one and then she throws up she's in the hospital and now they're saying it is the life-threatening one and that right. she's gonna need a kidney and she's going to need interim dialysis until she can get this kidney yeah so then it's a yeah. big search for a donor Right, right. So the great thing is that everybody on set loves Neva already. Mm -hmm. And so they find out that she needs a kidney and like everybody and their goddamn goldfish is getting tested to see Mm -hmm. if they can give her theirs. Um, But the best chance she has is her sister. Mm -hmm. And she does not want to ask her sister for anything, let alone a kidney. Mm-hmm. So she really puts off asking her sister for help to the point that she ends up, oh my God, first of all, the way that they grappled on the page, her with wanting to make sure he wasn't staying with her out of like this sense of nobility mm-hmm. or obligation and feeling like she's completely, you know, unattractive now because- yeah her rashes have increased and she's losing more hair. Mm -hmm. And he, on the other hand, there's this gorgeous moment in the hospital when they find out that she has systemic lupus where he just immediately flips the switch. He's like, I, I watched my mom, you know, I helped my mom through this chronic illness and I, I know exactly where it can lead and I know mm-hmm. the heartbreak and I know the loss and I like, do I want to go through that again? And he's like, like, it's not a question. Like yeah. I want, I want to go through whatever Neva's going through. Um, and like, she's worth it. And, oh, 
oh sob 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 melody's yeah she tries really hard to push him away and he's like are we really doing this are we really doing this thing where you try to push me away because you're sick he's also so cute because she's she's been avoiding him a tiny bit and they have a bit of a break so he is gonna take her to his house and like they're gonna stay there for a while or whatever while the movie is doing other shit and so the very first night they're there she like goes to take a bath and he's noticing that like she won't show like she's holding things up in front of herself and like Mm -hmm. she's running away when she's showing any of her body and he's just like, what is going on? Yeah. Neva is so comfortable in her skin. I've never seen It's like this he before. can't imagine that she would feel any kind of way about showing how her body is changing. He's like, why would yeah. that fucking matter to me? Yeah, absolutely. And he's like, I mean, I I love her and yeah. I want her, but I all, because I love her, I don't want to like maul her if she's feeling bad, yeah, you know? And so he's uncomfortable, like overtly hitting on her and she's taking any of that as like, I'm hideous now. And yeah. like, you know, he doesn't want me anymore. So he comes and he's like, he's like, can I just like hang out in the bathroom while you're taking a bath? And she's so we like- can talk. Yeah, you just talk. We haven't yeah. seen each other in a while. And so I didn't even just talk to you. And, and, and in her his reaction monologue, to that is like, oh, what? You want to give me a sponge bath? Is yeah. basically the vibe she catches. Yeah, exactly. And on in his internal monologue, he's just like, I just fucking miss her, man. Mm-hmm. And like, I just want to be around her more. And then she goes to do something and he's like, oh, are you shaving? Can I shave you? <laughs> and she's like, uh okay you want to talk about something that gives you the squicks i I hate there's nothing erotic to me the thought Mm. of someone else shaving my legs (laughs) same Same. it's scary it's just scary like if you want to have a danger bang afterwards that's really the only option i trust my husband with my life yes i don't trust him (laughs) with my legs (laughs) yeah fair i think that's fine yeah you don't know where my weird bumps are that i always cut myself on yes, exactly like that. i know where they are though so step aside sir <laughs> i'm gonna navigate these weird bumps yeah jeez exactly anyway but he just wants to fucking touch her like he yeah. just wants to be closer to her in any platonic way possible and so he's like honestly what's going on like you need to just be straight with me what's happening because it feels like you're pushing me away and she's like, I'm hideous and you're being noble. And, you know, I don't want you with me just because you can't leave the sick girl and mm-hmm. not look like an asshole. And he grabs her hand and he puts it on his hard cock. And he's like, does this feel <laughs> noble to you? Does this feel like pity? Oh my God. It's a man hot uh, that's a man <laughs> yeah yeah and then like you know hop skip and a jump emotional stuff later mm-hmm. she gives him the blowjob of a lifetime yeah and then he goes down on her and then they have like crazy hot sex and we're back in better than ever because yeah love transcends all Liz. yeah but she does need that kidney though there and... is a kidney situation yeah so her mom does not fly, which is why she's only come to see one of Neva's things in the last 
12 decade? years that she's been yeah. putting on that, that she's been acting professionally so Karen's like okay we're just gonna have to get this woman on a private jet that's the only reason that can ease the way for you yeah so the mom's like yeah can I bring Terry yeah that would make me feel better I'll be less scared with Terry Karen's like Terry is her best shot at a kidney Mm -hmm. Neva was going to call her and had not yet Mm -hmm. he's gonna be mad at me gonna be big I love her more than I fear her that's right (laughs) that's exactly it (laughs) because like this might save her life yeah so so here we go Terry 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 shows up Mm mm-hmm it's super awkward. It takes Terry maybe 30 seconds to start <laughs> laying into God, she's such Neva a fucking bitch. About like, oh, you're just Miss Perfect. You have this perfect life. And Diva's like, I need a kidney. I am actively dying, you did. I'm on dialysis. Really? You want to bring up this childhood jealousy right now? Terry's incredible. And then Cannon's like, Terry if you're not going to be helpful, then you can get your ass back on the plane. And Terry's like, who the fuck are you? And he's like, the man who cares about whether or not you put her in a stress coma, you asshole. So Terry's like, of course I'm going to get tested. Why wouldn't I? Here's the thing about me. Okay. (laughs) Because Terry... (laughs) Terry <laughs> Terry does end up being a match. And yes. they have to go through these counseling sessions because before you give an organ, you it's there's apparently there's mandatory counseling to make sure yeah. that you're okay with the decision and that you're mm-hmm. processing it, which is awesome. I didn't know that that was a thing and yeah. it, it makes so much sense. Yeah. And the doctor knows about the history between them, so she suggests that they have some counseling sessions together. So they've mm-hmm. been doing that remotely because Terry has to go back home. Right. So the thing about me is <laughs> show me your soul, Liz. Um my body would reject that kid. <laughs> my body would be like oh hell no sooner shrivel up and die (laughs) than have that bitch's poor kidney (laughs) in my body and owe her anything no like if if i were in neva's situation (sighs) i would perish because I might you would just psychosomatically reject a kidney yeah my brain (laughs) might be like you know what swallow my pride my life matters more Mm -hmm. than petty shit that happened years ago Mm -hmm. my body would be like (laughs) bitch you thought (laughs) but that's not what happens here because Kennedy Ryan is a nice person (laughs) Apparently, and not a spiteful grudge monster like I am. So, yeah. Um, so the surgery goes well, and they have like a beautiful, like, 
hug it out moment where she forgives her before going into surgery and yeah there's crying and the mom comes in and sees them hugging and then she's crying and she's like let's pray and the nurse is like we have to get them hooked up to an IV there is an operating room that is only available for this many hours and then (laughs) Terry sees Brandon and is like Brandon do you want to come in I would (laughs) I would if I were already hooked up to the IV at that point I would rip that shit I just I I I know just rage levitated out of the bed. Mari flying off into the horizon yeah. and your your wings of spite. Brave <laughs> that I never needed. <laughs> oh my okay. god. And then it's just like a march to the end. The surgery goes fine. It's a few months later. She hasn't rejected the kidney <laughs> because she's a better person than I am. She and Terry and, and her niece, they FaceTime now. They're making plans to see each other over Christmas. And then Canon, he shows her this little video that she's been working on with mm-hmm. the footage because Neva started talking to camera with him about lupus right. and about the experience. So he starts putting something together and he surprises her with it and the plan is that they're going to put this documentary together and it's going to be at the Cannes Film Festival and that's going to be before the Desi Blue movie comes out because at the end of the book, Neva has just been cleared right. to go back to work so they can finish the movie. Mm-hmm. And we get some of Desi's past, like after she went back home mm-hmm. with Cal to take care of her mom who is dying of cancer so like a lot of like illness in this book so much illness yeah yeah um and they decide to stay because they were doing really well and being rich and famous in paris making music but the civil rights movement is calling them and they feel right. like they can't just stand by so they just live out the rest of their lives and i forget where she if I think Alabama. it was Alabama. Yeah, she goes yeah. back to Alabama and they just decide like our people are here and our fight is here. So mm-hmm. this is where we're going to stay. And and we can make the most difference here. Yeah. So yeah. it's a beautiful story. And I want I want in the later books to know that Neva like gets the Oscar. I know. And gets the acclaim. Like I want to see how this work all turns out. Yeah. So I thought it was here. interesting that Kennedy decided to end it not in the predictable place because mm-hmm. I think that that's what I was predicting so it's mm-hmm. interesting that she went in a different direction it was still very satisfying absolutely yeah I mean that moment where he walks her into the room to show her the documentary and isn't it the same room that all his mom's old cameras and her photographs are in as well I thought it, was. it might be I missed that detail though I don't but know it, it might sense. not be yeah Anyway, no, it's gorgeous. And like, oh, this book is so good, but it will rip your insides apart a little yeah, bit and then build them back together. Yeah. Yeah. It'll so. kind of raw dog your insides. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. 
all right, bitch, what's your lady love? <laughs> okay. Um, my lady love is I have been art journaling because oh. I want to get more, get back into like my visual art side and actually learn how to draw and actually like do things on paper mm -hmm. and with paint and like experimenting with different mediums and actually like teaching myself art instead of just sort of doodling on my iPad. Mm -hmm. And because I cannot write more words because all my words are being used right now, mm -hmm. I'm revising my book that we mm -hmm. can talk about. I, I don't feel like journaling. I don't feel like doing the whole like morning pages thing and just like hearing my inner thoughts mm. sounds exhausting right now. So mm. I'm just trying to draw them. Oh, and like it's been that. very therapeutic. So that's, that's my lady love. That's really cool. How about you? Um, my lady love is a little book called How That Makes You Feel. <laughs> it is by L. Diaz. <laughs> I have only gotten a few pages of it, which is a travesty. But the pages that I have gotten were hot were you hot said, yeah you said that they were hot yeah they were hot l yeah okay so um <laughs> i wrote a book and you can pre-order it i'll send you the link so you can put it in the show notes hell yeah but, oh um, as if i don't have the link go fuck it's yourself my, it's my <laughs> first book it is going to be part of a series right now i have the release date for february 14th not mm. because it's valentine's day but because an astrologer told me it was a good day. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Um, that is some millennial messiness that yes. I really love. So I might release it earlier if I have a panic attack and totally. can't wait anymore. Listen, so like, sometimes you just need to be a chaos goblin. Yeah. And that's fine. Channel my inner Katie Robert and just yes. like push the button. So yes. like- you can pre-order it now. It will be available in paperback, but right now you can pre-order the ebook and you'll get it February 14th or sooner. Or Who sooner. Knows? It's a mystery. It could just be a present that shows yeah. up in your Who kingdom. knows? I sure don't. <laughs> um, so it is about uh, this. So I'm obsessed with therapists because I've seen a lot of them mm. and I've always wondered what their deal is mm. and what their inner life is like totally. and try to like get tidbits out of them. And recently there's been a lot more like with younger therapists and like TikTok therapists and right. people on social media talking about like how they think that more self-disclosure from therapists is better. Mm. So I kind of wrote the self-disclosure book of a therapist. Um, her name is Camila. She is divorced. She had a disastrous rebound after her divorce, got mm. diagnosed with borderline personality disorder mm -hmm. after that, has really taken control of her life and stopped being such a chaos entity in her own life. Oh, yeah. Um She's gotten sober because the alcohol was not good for her big, big feelings. Absolutely. And she's still like the life of the party, but she doesn't feel like she can really like give in to any kind of impulses anymore. Right. And she has these like very set routines. It's like up at 6 a.m. meditating kind mm -hmm. of shit. Like, um, 
And based on her past relationships, she thinks kind of bring out the worst in her. Okay. So she avoids them. Mm. But then she meets this really cute guy mm. uh, named Zach. And Zach has his own issues because he is back home to take care of his teenage sister after their mom died. And mm. he hated his mom. Mm. They had a rough relationship, like mommy issues all over this man. Oof, but they oof. were actually justified. Yeah. Um, Listen, I love a mommy issue book. Yeah. So there's a lot of that. And the whole struggle with them is like at first resisting the relationship being anything but physical and then they catch feelings and then it's like oh am I doing as well as I thought I was doing at battling my hot mess tendencies or do I still have a lot that I need to unpack and this relationship is going to make me pull all that out of this so that's uh, how that makes you feel it's if you like the show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, I was going for kind of that tone. Ooh. Like Camila is very much like shares a lot of personality traits with Rebecca Bunch from that cool. show. Like both like hyper-competent women who you can't help but root for, but they've done some shit. But they're but they've got some nonsense in their closets. Yeah. So yeah. it could so burst open excited, at any time. <laughs> I'm excited to um have people discover them and their nonsense with them so oh yeah listen I eventually will get better at giving an elevator pitch about the book but oh (laughs) no don't that was perfect everything about it was perfect I love it um and I would like for you to send me uh, a copy of the book as soon as you're done with the latest revisions man that is okay so I'm taking a staycation this weekend I'm taking a four-day weekend and i've already said on tiktok like i'm finishing this revision this weekend yeah. so like i can't be a liar on tiktok absolutely so I'm just gonna no. do it absolutely if anything's gonna hold you accountable it's gonna be tiktok yeah yeah Those oh there's also a trailer there's a trailer yeah, i made a her book trailer i yeah. made a book trailer and the cover is really pretty and mm-hmm. excited about that so yeah this is the book of my heart and book two is going to be in the same universe and it's going to be sapphic and I'm very excited <gasps> about it because that one's going to be a retired stunt woman <gasps> now owns a gym and a cute baker who <gasps> she uh rescues when they run into each other at a Halloween party and a guy <gasps> is being really gross so she yes. puts like the stunt woman moves on <gasps> the guy and the baker's like thank you so much for doing that um I want to learn how to do that. Do you want to try I have me? chills. Oh, no. Yeah. So. Oh, wow. Okay. So That's they take their, be... like, flirtation over, like, the stunt performer uh-huh. coming to, like, morning croissant into, uh-huh. like, oh, now there's some forced proximity going on. Because <laughs> her work hours do not allow her to go to the gym regular hours. Oh, that so it's got to be when everyone else is gone she's got to oh. keep it open late for her so gosh so i'm really oh, excited to get boy. into that story which is why i have to get this one finished yeah yeah absolutely all right where can they find you online okay so i am the co-host with my wonderful beautiful friend meg of makeout already pod and on instagram we're makeout already pod on twitter we're makeout underscore already 
I hope that whoever took the Makeout Already Pod Twitter handle is having a great day. I hope that they're happy and healthy. Hmm. Hmm. Um, and for my author stuff, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at L Diaz Romance, and you can pre-order how that makes you feel right yeah. now. Yeah. And if you like the Marvel universe and general shenanigans, that's also yeah. on TikTok at what the blueberry, what the blueberry. Very cute. <laughs> oh my Thank God. You, Thank Melody. you so much for coming. I love Thank you. you. I had a great time. I love Yay. you. This was a blast. All right. But oh, wait. Keep being a badass. Uh oh. And love you. Oh my God. Keep being a badass and love yourself as much as you love a person with standards that will make their body reject a kidney. <laughs> 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 I love it. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show. <laughs>